Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of the Female Firesides podcast. I am your host, Emily Brandenburg, and this podcast is all about sharing the stories of female entrepreneurs. Today, I have guest Joan Hale, who, and I love this, she just described herself to me as a Pandora's box. So I am thrilled to welcome her to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, Joan. Thank you for having me. Um, I think it's just really great that we we've met online <laughs> and we've built a rapport just from online contact, I, which it, I think is really good and networking. I love it. I love it. It's super amazing. Um, Joan and I met through the Female Entrepreneur Association, which I feel like I talk about in every episode, but it is such a crucial part of my life and my business. I can't not talk about it. Um, but yeah, we met through FEA. We were on a networking call, correct? Yes. Yes. And I connected you with a couple of people yes. as one of the girls in my uh, accountability group says, I connect, I'm a connector. I should do what you're doing and connect people with all sorts of people. I never run out of names of telling you who to contact and who to get in touch with. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, there've been a couple yes. of I have posted an FEA and you immediately messaged me. You're like, Oh, I've got someone to help you. <laughs> I love it. Well, no, it's I don't do that so much to people I haven't met before. I don't do it blindly. I have to, at least have a face to sure. know who I'm sending a connection to. And that helps a lot. I love it. So, okay. Before we get started and hearing all about your, your story, which I'm, I'm just on the edge of my seat about, cause I feel like it's going to be a really good one. Um, I have been starting these podcasts with asking my guest to name three things that they are grateful for in their life or business right now. Well, three things I am grateful for. First would be my health and the fact that I'm still here. I'm an old gal still kicking along and doing whatever <laughs> I can. And um, I think other than my family, I am so grateful for the friendships I have. Mm -hmm. Everything I have done in life have been with my friends, have supported me, brought me through so many, so many things. And most of them, I'm still in contact with. I have some friends still from grade school. So uh, friend, I'm very gifted with friends oh. and, you know, my kids. So th that's what probably what I am most grateful for and grateful for the successes I've had. So I think I gave you four things. Yikes. <laughs> that is perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. I love that. Oh, that's so incredible. Oh, that's so inspiring. Okay. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about like what your business is, what you do and just how you got started? Well, it's probably my fourth career. If you want to say career as careers go, um, I am a breast cancer survivor mm -hmm. and through that struggle of two, uh, well, 10 surgeries and two bouts with breast cancer, my girlfriends who were by my side the whole time, um, I never went to an, I was so lucky. I never went to an appointment by myself. Wow. I had two friends sit through surgery. They were there when I woke up drinking screwdrivers. So um, <laughs> that was real. They got 
juice from the nurse and one of them had a little thing of vodka and I mean that was the whole thing so and I still laugh about that one was rubbing my head as I awoke and then my son came home with during chemo and all of that but they were there through all the surgeries so um this new business that I'm working on now I've been working came from that and I I struggled with the name and I wanted to call it with the help of my friends, but of course it's a Beatles song. So how do you, I get by with the help of my friends? So, I mean, how could you possibly do that? So um, a relative came up with necessary comforts. So I manufacture here in Louisville with another friend, um, a garment for post-surgical drains. Mm. And it is called necessary comforts because you need to, have a comfortable garment to wear with this terrible uh, attachment to your body for up to two weeks with these drains. So we struggled with that. And our bestseller, my friend came up with, she has never had breast cancer, but she came up with our shower version, which is by far our bestseller. And we're getting ready to get it on Amazon. So that's pretty exciting. So before that, um, my background really was nothing to do with what I'm doing now. Um, I worked in early days on Madison Avenue. I was a gal Friday, which really was an administrative assistant today. But Dick, who I still talk to, always says, you, you know, she he'd say, call my girl. But I ran the show. I mean, I did all, everything that there was to do there. Yeah. So it would be like an executive administrative assistant. Okay. I think in the 80s, those, those titles changed. Mm-hmm. But I did that to start with. Um, met a guy who, you know, felt just knocked me off my feet, wound up getting married, moving to DC and from from New York. And I couldn't find a job because I couldn't type fast enough. Oh my God. I am dead serious. I could type, they tested you on your typing speed and I could type like 45 words a minute correctly. Well, you had to type 50 or 60 to get a job on the Hill or anything else. So I went to work for a brokerage firm and through that found out that I was really good at research. I used to track missing trades and I, I wound up being a cashier in the back office and I never didn't find the a, a trade or a security that was lost because it was pre-computers. Mm-hmm. So there was no, it was paper tracking. <clears throat> and later on, I turned that into my love of genealogy because research was easy for me. I didn't realize that. So that could have been a career that by getting married and having a different lifestyle didn't fit in. So my ex-husband had um, a lot of joy in traveling. And in the early 70s, in in a Volkswagen bus, we traveled eight. That's why I love what you're doing, Emily. You didn't know that, that that's why I loved it. Um, and we drove 18,000 miles in Europe in seven months, <laughs> not in your 
knocking your feet. You're, you're I, just, I'm knocking you out. I think. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is insanely awesome. I, I knew there was something about you. I knew that I was going to enjoy this, <laughs> this chat. So my kids used to say, they'd show their friends the picture of me in front of the bus and they'd go, peace brother. And I'd say, no, honey, mommy wore knee socks. So I wasn't a hippie. Anyway, we we had a grand time and got deep into Eastern Europe, um, did not get to Northern Africa, which I wanted to do with the way our visa in those days, it was still the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And it really was important where the visas were in your passport of wow. which countries you could go to and not go to. Okay. So um, that changed it a little bit. And we met um, a couple of fabulous Dutch couples that we traveled with and went back and stayed with them before we went home. But generally, we had a great time. And I, I saw paintings. I would wanted to say I looked in art books when I was young and saw all those. And I didn't tell you that. I was orphaned maybe at about 16 and stayed at the school I was at run by uh, the Sisters of Charity in New York in Westchester. So I used to sit in the library a lot and look at art books. And so when we got to Europe, I got to see these Rubens and things stacked on the walls that I had just seen pictures of. Oh my God. Uh, So we came home and I was expecting my first child unknown uh, to me then and not, you know, so that was the first recession in 72, 73. Okay. And my ex-husband couldn't find a job. Oh no! And th- then there was this community development corporation in Kentucky. And that's how we wound up in Kentucky. Oh. And I have never left since I've been here. Wow. So my oldest son was born in DC. And then we moved here. And I've lived in two cities in Kentucky, and now I'm in Louisville, and pretty happy here. Moved here by myself. Very, I've I've never looked back. Wow. Um, So, um, I love that so much. You know, I'm actually my family's from Kentucky. I don't know if if you knew that. Never told me that. We (laughs) talked when you were in either Knoxville or Nashville or something. You were below me there for a while. May have been Nashville. I was in Nashville. Yes, you were in Nashville below me. So that was. Gotcha. Um, yeah. That was that. And my family's from Beattyville. I know Beattyville. It's near Berea. I lived in Berea for a while. I know Berea, Beattyville. Berea is lovely. I love so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a, a brief story here about myself. I used to be a clogger. Let that sink in. I was a clogger and we did competitions. We went to Berea for a competition. <laughs> That is amazing. And and we both, there's another connection. I always wanted to do that. Oh my God. And I never did. I always, I thought I could do that. But what I wound up doing when the kids were little is I realized we needed with these other babies and us, we needed more money. Mm. So I started a manufacturer's rep agency, a small agency. And um, one of... Um, the most major lines I had was Crabtree and Evelyn, the toiletries, which don't exist. I was an award-winning salesperson with Crabtree and Evelyn. I represented them for over 35 years. Oh my God. And I was their longest term independent rep. Oh my God. And 
I represented North American bear, uh, Muffy Vander Bear, uh, just po just really fine lines. Yeah. And when the kids grew up, I opened a showroom in Columbus, Ohio, <clears throat> and I started fooling with watches. People were wearing these big clunky watches, and I really liked those. So there was a guy I was buying them from, and he said, you know, you should sell these. And I said, oh, I don't want to go into another business. So, well, anyway, I wound up buying some watches. I had a little corner in the showroom that said, Jones, watches to go. Oh, my People God. would ask me for bracelets. And then I thought, I need to go in the jewelry business. So it happened by accident. So I have a wholesale jewelry company called Lydia Rose. And <clears throat> that had brought me through yet another recession after 9-11, wow. which, you know, it just, the whole home decor and gift business changed. And I wound up in the jewelry business. So Lydia Rose then became just the only thing I was doing. Crabtree at that point was slowing down. Mm -hmm. It had its third owner, second owner at that point. Mm -hmm. And then the third owner, and I think the fourth owner brought it to Asia now, but that was the end of that. And so the jewelry business just went, Lydia Rose went berserk. And I'm still doing that, not as actively anymore. I don't do shows, but I have loyal customers that I still have to bring, you know, they still call me. So I know what they want and I find it. and. That's so here I work with the Kentucky Derby Museum, work with, yeah, so I do that along with necessary comforts. Oh my so, God, there's so Necessary much. comforts, start, I still, Lydia Rose was, it was really funny because the kids came home when I was sick and I remember my youngest son said, I thought you were just playing with watches and bracelets. What happened? I said, <laughs> I know it got really big. <laughs> it got really big. <laughs> so they carried me through on that. They made sales calls and did some trade shows. And my girlfriends helped me package and ship. Oh, my gosh. That's so amazing. And, and I'm telling you, the whole thing, yes, without the girlfriends doing all of that stuff, I really, it would have never lasted. So that's necessary comforts came about uh lydia rose by the way that's named after my fifth great grandmother i oh. was struggling with a name and oh my god um i found some papers um that i was trying to submit to the daughters of the american revolution to register her husband who had never been registered as a patriot oh, and wow. i found her father's will Oh my from 1790, God. which listed my Beth, my, my Beth Ewell Greenfield, my patriot, husband of, because women could not inherit any money then. Oh. So he inherited the money and he was the husband of Lydia Rose. And I was trying to come up with a name for the jewelry business. I got these papers in the mail. Oh. I said, Lydia Rose, here you are. Lydia what Rose. An incredible Lydia way. Lydia Rose. To and honor. it is oh. it, it's an incredible name. I you know, as that. I think necessary comforts is an incredible name too. Yeah. No, it's you it's, know, 
talking about the product. So in, um, I guess it was uh, 2017 or 2018. No, no, no. It was 2019. Carrie had an inspired vacay in Mm -hmm. Southern California. Yeah. No, in uh, Palm Springs. And I went to that and all my girlfriends thought, you're nuts. What are you doing? What are you spending? Why are you doing that? You know how to run a business. And I said, not today, not online. Interesting. Not. I said, no, I don't. Interesting. And I said, I was so inspired by a bunch of her sayings and ads I saw on Facebook. I didn't join in the beginning. I, I waited a while and I kept, then I started looking into her. I saw her book. She means business. Mm-hmm. I saw some other things and I thought I'm going to join that. And then inspired vacay came up and I said, I'm going to do that. So I went to California, met a bunch of fabulous women. <laughs> I love this. And I still have con- close contact with, you know, about six of them. So, and then Maggie Geely, who you know from FEA, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Monica DeLago had an event after that, that I went, the last trip I took before COVID, and they had an event in Florida, and I went, oh. and that was, that was bingo of the whole, because <laughs> Michelle Rohr spent a lot of time with me, teaching me how to go about doing this, and she said, you can't do an Etsy shop on your own. You can't do all these things. You need help. Mm-hmm. And three other FEA gals that were there hooked me up with Adela's in Slovakia. And the, and so she wound up being our designer. Oh. And so that's why I say it is such a wonderful tribe. I you know that help you get and the resources yeah. of people that you need. Yes. Oh my gosh. And Adela was just kind of starting out then and so it was a boom for all of us. I think I know Adela. Yes. She's I think wonderful. I know her. Nova- yes. Adela Nevada. Yes, yes. She is yes. wonderful. Oh my gosh. This is so crazy. I, I, I love, there's two things here. So like I, you're always learning. Like you are literally the poster child for a woman in different stages of her life. Who's like reinventing herself. And I you like have to continue to learn. You have to read. You have, and now if you don't YouTube and all the rest of it to learn. Yeah. You know, I didn't know about Udemy yeah. till FEA and people would talk about Udemy. And mm-hmm. I just, as I said, I was looking at Thrivecard. I just bought a class on that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you have to learn. You can't stay stagnant. Oh my God. I, I love this so much because I actually, a lot of my clients are in your age demographic, but I will tell you the majority of them are so angry about the online space rather than, cause you, you take, um, an approach that's just like, okay, well, the world's changing and let's, you know, we've got to hop on board. We've got to keep learning, um, and to not get left behind kind of a thing. And I've, I've dealt with so many people who just get so angry about the fact that now businesses are online and now they have to learn that. And so it is so refreshing to hear your take and how you are like, you just seem like a genuinely happy person. (laughs) Well, I think so. I think so. Um, 
I think I, you know, some of the online stuff I absolutely hate. I hate the rages online. I hate the political stuff online and how it's become all manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that I watch, I sit here and just blow time watching reels. And I'm like, <laughs> what did you just do? You know, all this time goes and you're like, you know, I'm finding I'm watching reels on tiny houses and motorhomes. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm never going to drive one of those. Joan, that's called market research. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. I do the same thing. So I have, I have crafted my reels, uh, news feeds so that I, I mean, it is all things that make me happy. So it's like, um, huskies that are chatty and they're howling and wooing in the background. I have goats. <laughs> I have horses. I have Australian shepherds. I have cats doing funny things. And it <laughs> you have to teach me how to change my reels. You have to teach me that. I found if you look at one or two recipes and your whole thing is all recipes, <laughs> these things you would never make. And you know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Oh so my I, I do the same thing. No. And I'm, I'm a social media strategist, so I'm on there quite a bit, but yeah, I feel you. I will literally spend an hour watching videos. I'm like, what did I just lost an hour of my day? <laughs> it, that's exactly it. And you have got to put a timer on or something and say, don't do this. You know, it's like games, you know, games online. You can't, you can't do that. One of my girlfriends uh, put uh, said, oh, play um, uh, this cue block with me, which is kind of like Tetris or something. And I had to take it off my phone because I was sitting there doing it, you know, and mindless, mindless time. It is. is. But I, I will say there are some very talented people out there who are putting out some hilarious video content that just like makes my world a better place. So I I am very much thankful for that, even though if I do get distracted from the rest of my work, but, um, you know, I love how much variety you seem to have had in your careers. I, I have had a very broad life and a lot of experiences. Um, and I now look back and think, I have not written about them. I have not shared many of them. And I really do need to concentrate on doing that. And I think um, spending so much time writing orders and just brief descriptions on jewelry, I've lost a little bit of my art of writing. Mm, Gotcha. And I I struggle with that. In the beginning of the pandemic, I was doing journaling on Clubhouse a lot in oh, the morning. Yeah. And that helped a little bit, but then I kind of let that go. Gotcha. Um, I stopped doing Clubhouse just was very interesting to do for a while. Yeah. I mean, I found an Amazon coach on Clubhouse that's 30 miles from me. Oh my gosh, who knew? You know, I mean, that I didn't know, but I sort of deleted Clubhouse as well too, because you can spend too much time doing that, talking to other people. And so, and it's hard not to give your opinions, 
but the political stuff really was starting to bother me. So, um, yeah, that's why I left Facebook. I, I'm on Facebook because I have to be, I run Facebook ads for clients. Yeah. Um, and so I have to be on there. I can never officially delete my account, which I hate, but um, I, Facebook was always so much more toxic to me, like between the politics and between um, just people being mean. Like I was in a lot of groups on Facebook, um, particularly groups for like, so when I first started in web design, I was in some like web design groups and HTML and CSS when I was teaching myself um, how to, how to code. And um, I would ask a question and people would come in and just like destroy me. They were so mean. And it was a beginner's group. Like you were supposed to be able to go there and ask questions. And so I was like, I hate Facebook. I'm never going back. <laughs> but then Carrie's group is completely different. It is. It is. And um, there, there are some great people in there. There's also a few that, you know, it's like any group. There's one or two that you know, are maybe not great, but yeah. generally it's a, it right. truly is a great yeah. group. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there'll be stupid things in my phone will go off that our governor is, is um, giving an update on the flooding in Eastern Kentucky. Mm. And here are all these people commenting about you're doing a terror. He's doing a wonderful job. That's not what this is for. This is to hear what's being built, what's being done how they're going about getting schools opened again, which library, you know, and yeah. I, it's, it's all those people that just hate and manipulate the news. I I've had to stop. I don't, I don't read. I had to turn off. I actually turned off all the notifications on my phone, which anyone who is listening to this, particularly if you are a social media manager, because I manage, I think it's like 12 different accounts between Facebook and Instagram. Um, if I didn't have my notifications turned off, my phone would never stop. So it's like, as soon as I turned off my notifications and stopped getting like news notifications, stopped getting social media, like, I don't care that XYZ has just posted on social media. I don't need a notification for that. But when I turned all that off, oh my gosh, I found that my world, like it felt so much less chaotic. <laughs> That, you know, it's really true. I just did that. I'm on a dragon boat team here in Louisville that I just start, I just joined this year of breast cancer survivors. And although I, I was doing well in the spring and I wound up um, in July, end of July, catching COVID, which oh. I was boosted the whole nine yards. And I really, <clears throat> it really did affect my stamina somewhat. So I'm working again at building that. Sure. Um, and, but I had to turn off the notifications because they're going, all going to a race this weekend that I'm not going to. And no. it's constant chat yeah. about it. <laughs> but how did I find out about that? Through an FEA member, Julie <laughs> Williams, who had, I mean, how funny is that? Who had either a clubhouse room to start with or um, a Zoom. And this gal from Australia, Michelle Hansen, was on there. And Julie said to her, she, I think Julie and she network all the time. And Julie said, Joan's a breast cancer survivor too. So she said, are you dragon boat racing? And I said, no, <laughs> and forgot about it. And then in Clubhouse with Julie, this Michelle was on there again. And I looked it up right away and I joined a local team. 
Oh my gosh. I don't even, I don't even, I don't think I know what that is. Dragon it's boat a ride? very long boat oh and there's 20 plus women in it. <laughs> this is amazing. And you paddle, pull, 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 and they race. Oh my and gosh. it's really amazing. So I paddled with them on the Ohio River. Oh my gosh. This, this is so great. I love this so much, so much variety. I love that you're not, you don't seem to be afraid to try anything new. And that's um, what I love. I'm a little bit nervous. I really wanted to go horseback riding and I'm a little nervous. I was, when I was younger, I used to ride a lot and I am a little nervous about doing that. Yeah. Um, falling, um, breaking something. Yeah. Um, and having that slow me down. That's that's the only thing I don't like to do. But what I will say when you say I'm not afraid to try anything new, I go to a lot of networking things. Um, and sometimes the white hair is a turnoff for younger women. Mm. And it shouldn't be. It's really interesting, Emily, to experience that ageist discrimination so to speak like what could you possibly know what could I learn I was at one event pre I think my hair still had was blonde at the time mm -hmm. and I went to one event and one gal said to me oh you were the one taking notes because I had a little notebook and I wrote down a few things okay I'm just, I'm 38 years old and I'm, I'm literally taking notes as we speak. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, notes. yes, I do. So oh if I want to get in touch with someone, I'll have their information. Yeah. And I said, very beneficial to me and just smiled oh. at her and everyone turned around. Like, why did you even say that? You know, it was so, it was so amazing. It was you know, I wasn't putting it in my phone. There's too much oh, stuff in my phone. I don't like, I don't like text. I don't like typing notes on my phone unless that's the only thing that I have. And I have to write something down. Like that's the only way, but I would much prefer, um, an actual physical notebook. Now I, I like, like if I'm, if I'm watch, if I'm at an event and I have my computer in front of me, I'll probably pull up a Google doc or something and take notes there. But like, yeah, there's, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That no, you no it, I'm just saying it does. Anybody listening, don't do that to older women. They <laughs> might have information that you want um, or connect you with someone you need to know. And, you know, I don't think like for me, white hair or gray hair, that to me doesn't signal someone who's outdated. That's, that tells me that that is someone who has experience, who has life and business experience, and they have stories to tell. That's, that's what that says to me. Well, I have stories. I, have stories. <laughs> I unfortunately have a lot of stories. <laughs> I am, you need to start your own podcast. Um, one of my friends here who is a bourbon writer is much younger. She was taking her kids somewhere one night and she, I had called and, and I've always said, if you want to be my friend, you have to call. I don't just text. Mm. Yes, I can text, but <laughs> you have to have a conversation with me because there's too much lost in a text. Yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not a whole conversation. So I called her about something. 
And I think one of the mothers had come in with her kids and and um, I said, I must have said, oh, I'm sorry, you're on the phone. She said, no, that's just my friend. She talks a lot. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I said, okay, I'll hang up now. You go do what you have to do. But I mean, it's really funny that, um, but I'm very lucky to have her. We have a great, we, we went for petties the other day. We have a great Aww. relationship. And uh, that was, um, I mean, we've been friends now seven years. So wow. amazing. Um, so let me just ask you this as we kind of start to, to wrap up a little bit. Yeah. What is, what is a piece of advice you would like to give to a woman who's, maybe in her 20s, 30s, 40s, who are struggling with their business or fearing that they're already outdated and that they shouldn't even bother? What is what is some Joan wisdom you would like to share with them? Well, I think you have to look at what other people are doing. You don't have to copy them, but you have to watch what other people are doing. Mm. Yeah, And you do learn, you know, whether or not they want to be a contact with you, in contact with you. Like here, there's a world famous Milner, um, makes beautiful Kentucky Derby hats. She's actually the the um, uh, official Milner of the Kentucky Derby for the oh Kentucky God. Derby. Wow. And when we bought, we just bought this really um, super duper industrial sewing machine and all this other stuff. And I said to my business partner, Annie Laurie, we have to go around Louisville and find all the people that are sewing and see what they're doing. If we want to open a shop, what we can learn from them, what, see what they're doing, how it would, we, we could benefit from meeting them and what, how they, what we have to offer them. Because mm -hmm. you always have to offer people something in order to get. You have to be willing to give in mm -hmm. order to get. And we just walked in cold on her one day. And I mean, I'm sure she thought we were customers. And I said, uh, you know, hi, we're doing sort of what you're doing, but not on the scale that you're doing. And we just wanted to tell you about us and share some information because we thought it was really good. Well, we got the name of a great of a guy to for sewing machine repair. Turned out we were both buying fabrics from the same source. Oh, wow. I shared some stuff with her. And the best thing she taught us was in her first shop, she didn't have enough outlets. Oh my or, God. Oh, she didn't have enough electricity. That oh. never occurred to us. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that 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 how important that would be. Yeah. You could blow with machinery. You can that yeah. just never because an iron pulls a lot of watts or whatever. Yeah. You know it. So that was fabulous. Well, she posted on Facebook that her sister had breast cancer, mm. and I said I'm going to come down and bring you one of our one of our products. So with I said we have to help one another so I'm headed down there this afternoon oh. to give her one to gift her sister because oh. it I mean she gave us some wonderful information so I think you always have to be thinking of what can you give oh. as well as taking information 
what do you have to offer at the table? I That's love probably that. the better way to say it. What do you have to offer at the table? Who can you connect them with? Who can you tell them about? What you don't want to run their business and tell them how to do their business. Right. But you can also give sources. And I love that because it's, you know, I feel like a lot of times, particularly in the online space, there's a lot of cold DMing going on, which I don't like. Um, but just helping without strings attached. <laughs> a lot, yeah. a lot it of comes back every when you it comes back to you. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just sitting in a place of value and, and just acknowledging what you can offer and just providing that value. And I, you know, you're actually, you're making me think (laughs) about my own strategy in business because, you know, of course we want to make money with our businesses, of course, like have to make money. But if, if that's the like number one, if that's all we're thinking about, we're missing all the good stuff. We're missing the connections and we're missing yeah. all the other stuff. If we know it is, it's it. really important. Yeah. Um, if we think about it, not in terms of sales and selling, but think of it in terms of what value can you give someone? What, how can you help them? How can you give, like, what can you offer? Like you said, what can you offer at the table to, to help make their life better? Essentially. It comes back to you. It comes, it always comes back. Everything runs in full circle and it's an extremely small world. As big as it is, it's an extremely small world. Who would ever think that you and I would have so many of the same connections? Of women in other countries. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And even women in other states here or women in other businesses. Who it is such a small world. It really is. Uh, I mean, I didn't know you were from Beattyville. You know, I mean, that's really, really funny. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? I mean, my kids used to play basketball there. So that was. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that is crazy. You know, they have a genealogical library there. Um, I actually went down to it one time to do some research because Brandenburg's that's the Brandenburg's settled there. There are so many different spellings. It was almost impossible. And they never went by their given name. They only went by their nicknames. And so trying to like match them, I, I may have to ask you for some advice. on how to uh, No, match. I can. Yeah. And I can do that. I do. Um, I'm actually the registrar for our, uh, our, chapter of colonial dame 17th century so it (laughs) wow i do do some lineage society stuff and and that um yeah oh that's funny i didn't tell you that (laughs) (laughs) well joan this has been an absolute pleasure i feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours and i still stand by i think you need to start your own podcast and share your stories and your life experiences because this is just, I have been just completely engrossed um, in all of your stories. And I would, gosh, I would love to hear more about, I still cannot get over the, the 18,000 miles across Europe. <laughs> well, that was a long time ago, but I saw a lot. I went to Romania, so that was really um, a cool thing. Oh. Um, but, 
Oh, do you want to tell your listeners Necessary Comforts? Yeah. Is on Etsy. Yeah. Um, we're a post-surgical drain garment and anyone listening um, to use Emily as their code for a 10% discount. Thank you so much. That's that's so, so kind. And I, I don't know if I had ever mentioned this before. My my mother actually passed away from breast cancer. Um, it was five years ago last month, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have the utmost respect in, in your business. And it just, I think it's such a beautiful thing when a business is born out of a desire to really help other people. And I think that, that what you provide is just such a beautiful thing. So thank you for giving our listeners a discount, um, if they are in need of that. And of course I will have all of your information, um, in, on my social media, uh, on the podcast information, the podcast description. And this is also going to be on YouTube. It is a recorded video as well. And all of your information will be there. So, um, thank you so much. Of course. And they will be able to find you and hopefully follow along in your many, many life journeys. Um, but again, thank you so much for being on. It has been an absolute pleasure today. I've enjoyed it too. I've enjoyed our one-on-one because I've wanted to do that for a while with you. So that's just great. (laughs) I love it. Well, I hope we have more of these in the future. Yes. Yes. So have a super day. Enjoy that Cooperstown area. Some of my ancestors are a little bit east for the, well, Alexandria Bay area up by the Thousand Islands, Watertown and all those little towns around there. I went up there trooping around in courthouses and libraries and my great grandparents lived in Watertown, New York. That's funny. There's <laughs> there's a couple of really good sources up there. Oh my god. I'll gosh. send you the link for okay. there for the Jefferson <laughs> County Genealogical Society. That is so funny. So see, we have a connection. Oh no. This is too much. This is too much. Awesome. Love it. Thanks again, Joan. Okay, Emily, you take care. Thank you for interviewing me. I enjoyed it very much. Of course.